welcome to another episode of Ordinary Old Catholic Me. Anyone who knows me knows that though I have flown in an airplane, of course, it is very much on the edge for me of a phobia. I've had whole years where I refused to fly. One time I took a train, I think it was 2000, across to Chicago from Los Angeles in order to visit a friend in order to avoid flying. It's a variable phobia, though. Sometimes I can fly. I am never comfortable. I am always hypervigilant. And that was true even when flying was a nicer experience for everyone instead of the cram them in and keep them quiet one it has become. I've heard, and I completely agree with all of the rubrics, it's safer than driving. Hardly any accidents occur. And then there's the question, are you afraid of death? It isn't the dying part. It's how I would die part. With 30 to 40 seconds more of screaming, mine and probably everybody else's, with the distinct likelihood that I would not be saying an act of contrition and instead smash into the ground with a pithy and not very nice epithet on my lips. The longest trip I took was to Israel, and I can tell you, going and coming, I was miserable. It didn't quite detract from the mystical experience of being there, but I could just as easily not have gone, given the emotional wrangling I do every time the idea of a trip comes up. When I do go somewhere, I congratulate myself that I have flown at all, given how I feel about it. And yet, contradictorily, being up in the air, in the clouds, that's always somehow mesmerized me, even as I worried about every air pocket and every creaky plane noise. To have a glimmer of the Earth's roundness, a sense of the magnitude of creation, it's hard, even when you are a flying coward, to miss the awesomeness of it. So, anyway, when William Shatner, Captain Kirk of Star Trek fame, decided to take Jeff Bezos up on his offer of a 62-mile rocket blast to the edge of outer space, I found myself interested in how this actor would merge his fictional career as a starship captain with the real experience at the age of 90. And I watched the coverage of it, and his exit from the capsule after he did what less than 600 people in this world have ever done. When the other younger men and women got out, I think it was four or five of them, they were laughing and popping champagne corks and acting as if it was the continuation of a big party. Shatner, the celebrity of the group, stood by himself. He seemed stunned. I was actually worried he was having a medical moment as he stepped backward as if to fall. Then Bezos came up to him. Here's at least part of the transcript of what he said. Shatner, everybody in the world needs to do this. Everybody in the world needs to see. It was unbelievable. I mean, the little things, the weightlessness and to see the blue color whip by, and now you're staring into blackness. That's the thing. This covering of blue is this sheet, this blanket, this comforter of blue around that we have around us. We think, oh, that's blue sky, and suddenly you shoot through it all of a sudden like you whip off a sheet. 
when you're asleep and you're looking into blackness, into black ugliness, and you look down, there's the blue down there and the black up there, and there is Mother Earth and comfort, and is there death? Is that the way death is? It was so moving to me, this experience. It was something unbelievable. Yeah, weightlessness, my stomach went out. That was weird, but not as weird as the covering of blue. That is what I never expected. It's one thing to say, oh, the sky and it's fragile. It's all true. But what isn't true, what is unknown until you do go to space is this pillow. There's this soft blue. Look at the beauty of that color. And it's so thin and you're through it in an instant. How thick is it? Is it a mile? Bezos. The atmosphere depends on how you measure because how it thins out, maybe 50 miles. So, says Shatner, you're through 50 miles. Suddenly you're through the blue and you're into the black. It's mysterious and galaxies and things, but what you see is black and what you see down there is light. And that's the difference. And not to have this, you have done something. What you've given me is the most profound experience I can imagine. I am so filled with emotion about what just happened. It's extraordinary. I hope I never recover from this. I hope that I can maintain what I feel now. I don't want to lose it. It's so much larger than me and life. It hasn't got anything to do with the little green and blue orb. It has to do with the enormity and the quickness and the suddenness of life and death. Oh my God, it's unbelievable. I'm skipping a little bit. They begin to talk again how quickly the trip is through 50 miles. And then Bezos says, and then you're just in blackness. Shatner, you're in death. Bezos, this is life. Shatner, and that's death. In the moment, this is life and that's death. And in an instant, you go, wow, that's death. That's what I saw. When he was up there, Mr. Shatner, when you saw the footage inside the capsule, the others were spinning around in weightlessness like little kids. And he just kept looking out the window and then at the camera in awe. He even said the Lord's name in excitement. I doubt he might even remember it. And it wasn't perhaps intended to be a prayer. I don't know, actually, if Mr. Shatner is religious or not. I know he comes from the Jewish tradition uh, in Canada, but I don't know if he practices. But in a way, his excited utterance was involuntarily apt. I later saw a little promotional piece from Bezos' company, I think it was, and the part where Shatner is talking about death got cut out. But his life and death analogy, that's what got me thinking that he had touched something we Catholics and other Judeo-Christian religions have tried to capture in words about our existence, the radical contrasts of light and dark, good and evil, life and death, and the purgation that we go through in our lives in the middle of these things. Mr. Shatner shot into space, into the edge of space, saw the small safety of the earth, although we human beings destroy the safety by our own hands, and the endless seeming nothingness of space. And it had to be both a wonder and a trauma to his system. It brought to mind, to me, St. John of the Cross, a student and friend of, of St. Teresa of Avila, and the struggle 
of our existences to God through the dark night of the soul and the need to cast off one's reliance on worldly gathering, whether he said it outright or not, it occurred to me that Mr. Shatner had a religious experience. He called it profound, certainly, and the most profound would be the intimation of God. I know that listening to him, I wished that fearful flyer I am, I would have the courage to do what this man did. I was parenthetically really annoyed by the ease with which he was criticized and laughed off by people safely on the ground and people with axes to grind, whether fairly or not. Can't people just leave some things alone without scorching them with fiery agendas these days? I guess not. I will admit to you that to the extent I have tried to tackle the poetry of John of the Cross or Teresa of Avila, explaining how the soul with great effort and grace ascends to unity with the divine, I've been a poor student. I remain a poor student. Perhaps I will look into it all more deeply, having been prodded by another person's life experience. I probably have also been afraid of the contemplation of the darkness. The real darkness of space seemed to scare Mr. Shatner. Was he getting unknowingly a taste of the movement toward God? He lost, for a moment, the protection of the earth, literally the earth created by God, and he looked directly into the unknown, the blackness, death perhaps indeed, letting go of the earthly. There was a purification in the darkness, but such purification is frightening. We tend to favor the familiarity of the earthbound. Mr. Shatner had a unique part of the journey into a turning point, which is what a spiritual crisis is. Crisis means turning point toward, for my money, toward God. His behavior, it seemed to me, was that of someone contemplating what was about him. When he talked about the darkness being death, he did not, Mr. Shatner did not, seem particularly afraid, although I have heard him say he fears death, and at 90, who can blame him? Here's a quick quote from John of the Cross that somehow bears upon what Shatner said of his experience. Quote, the endurance of darkness is preparation for great light. We feel the safety of the small light of this earth, the protective canopy of blue, but beyond the darkness, there's a greater light. The light is God. If you are a believer, that would seem to be the case. John of the Cross spoke and wrote in poetic romantic terms about the longing for and the trick toward pun was not intentionally intended but our lives our existential longings are in fact a trick again towards the divine toward god unity with god is beyond anything earthly the fullness of love here's another quote actually it's a part of the poem if not all of the poem about the dark night of the soul uh, the soul's experience from john of the cross one dark night, fired with love's urgent longings, ah, the sheer grace, I went out unseen, my house being now all stilled, in darkness and secure by the secret ladder, disguised, ah, the sheer grace, 
in darkness and concealment, my house being now all still. On that glad night, in secret, for no one saw me, nor did I look at anything with no other light or guide than the one that burned in my heart. This guided me more surely than the light of noon to where he was awaiting me, him I knew so well, there in a place where no one appeared. O oh, guiding night, O oh, night more lovely than the dawn, O oh, night that has united the lover with his beloved, transforming the beloved in her lover, upon my flowering breast which I kept holy for him alone, there he lay sleeping, and I caressing him there in a breeze from the fanning cedars. When the breeze blew from the turret, as I parted his hair, it wounded my neck with its gentle hand, suspending all my senses. I abandoned and forgot myself, laying my face on my beloved, all things ceased. I went out from myself, leaving my cares, forgotten among the lilies. People get really uncomfortable with this poetry because John of the Cross is talking about God in a very sensual way. But it seems like it's a transforming sensuality, a sensuality we don't yet understand. And John of the Cross is approximating it in his words. In a way, those people who were shot into space, mocked by all too many, manifested physically the spiritual effort that we all must make in this life to leave behind earthly things, to let go of them. In their case, they let go of the very earth itself, but in the existential sense, the spiritual sense, the idea is to let go of our imperfections with God's help by being purged of the sin from which we were redeemed, which still holds us nonetheless bound to the rock of earth. By being born, we are launched into the unknown. All our moments are experiences of light and dark, sometimes alternately, sometimes at the same time. As I'm making this podcast, I find myself personally in a bit of dark. Aside from what is afflicting all of us for the last couple of years, I don't know, today I just woke up flailing in the dark. A strange, bad dream when I usually do not remember dreams, a longer-than-expected errand for someone else that made me once again consider leaving the insane state of California. You would have thought going to the bank, that's what I was doing, going to the bank, that we were in the very beginnings of the COVID lockdown. My bank has closed almost all of its branches on Saturdays, so you can't do anything actively except at a very few branches. So the line was basically around the block. And in recent days, I've been reminded of just how cruel human beings can be to one another. I have this opportunity, and yet all I want to do is run from my perception of darkness. But yet, in a way, as I prepare this entry into my avocational podcast, I try to see that in this experience of discomfort, there is a potential for growth. And not just growth in the new agey sense of things, of personal empowerment, but in shedding my sins, my imperfections, in order to be with the God who created me. When I don't feel the meaning, there still is meaning. The darkness disguises the light, but the light is still there. And I, 
must go through the darkness to come upon the light of lights. True God from true God. The active part is that I stay the course. The passive part is that I let God work upon me, let what he will do happen and not swerve in fear. Fear governs me. I assume fear governs lots of other people. So easier said than done. I know. I wonder whether if I had had the courage to be shot up into the edge of space like Mr. Shatner, whether the visual around me, whether that experience would have been so profound that I would have come back and easily do what I seem unable to do through my daily life, that is to trust and allow him to work on me. Sometimes I feel like two people, the person who knows exactly what must be done and the person who just can't do it. They exist side by side. I've always loved what follows from John of the Cross. I guess it's a poem. I'm not sure. Or it's a an instruction. It inspires, though, as I said so far, inspiration has not moved me as far as I would hope. In fact, sometimes I don't think it's moved me off the starting line. I have an image, I've always had this image about many things in my life, things that I haven't done, that I stand on the edge of this cliff and there are some people I care about on the other side of the cliff and they're urging me to jump over the chasm and I never do. I don't know why this prayer or poem by St. John of the Cross gives me hope because it seems impossible and yet at the same time when I'm reading it, it seems possible. Just a moment, in just one moment, it would come to me with God's grace. So here it is. To reach satisfaction in all, desire satisfaction in nothing. To come to possess all, desire the possession of nothing. To arrive at being all, desire to be nothing. To come to the knowledge of all, desire the knowledge of nothing. To come to enjoy what you have not, you must go by a way in which you enjoy not. To come to the knowledge you have not, you must go by a way in which you know not. To come to the possession you have not, you must go by a way in which you possess not. To come to be what you are not, you must go by a way in which you are not. When you delay in something, you cease to rush toward the all. For to go from the all to the all, you must deny yourself of all in all. And when you come to the possession of the all, you must possess it without wanting anything. Because if you desire to have something in all, your treasure in God is not purely your all. For the moment, the one that struck me was to come to enjoy what you have not, you must go by a way in which you enjoy not. Of late, even though I'm in my retirement, this seems to have been in the last, I don't know, 15 years, all sorts of things he's presented to me that like a brain mule, I think that's what Jose Escriba said about himself, I just don't want to do and I'm just making the noise of a mule saying, no, 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 no. So I suppose, again, God's presenting me an opportunity that I should take instead of resisting or rebelling against. Well, anyway, there be the thoughts for my day, the day, 
with thanks to Mr. William Shatner for generating this week's program that I'm sharing with you. You know, you could do me a favor. It's a lot of work, oddly enough, thinking about things to do for the program. And I've been pretty lucky that it almost seems as if God sort of sends, not locutions exactly, but I'll be lying in bed and have been completely blank about what I want to do. And suddenly I get an idea. So, but I do need help. And that would be wonderful if you could, even in email or on the website of Podbean, just make a suggestion as to something that you'd like to hear me talk about, something you're struggling with, and I can, you know, we can compare notes. So anyway, if you're liking this show, please like it. I think you can subscribe on some of the platforms. I'm not even 100% sure. You see, I really need an agent, (laughs) but the agent wouldn't get any money, so I probably will never get an agent since this is not a monetized program, at least not yet. In any case, Take care, have a good week, and may God be with you.